0: Hey everybody, c here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is all about mental health empowerment and is your one-stop shop for all of your pandemic needs since 1985. Today on the show is, it's a little bit more of a um, uh, a ramble, an expression of sort of what I've been feeling amidst all this. I went to the grocery store and uh, there was just a lot of things going on all at once, so I don't know that there's necessarily a specific point to this episode so much as it's a, I don't know if you're feeling stuff and you're not feeling confident in how you can express that. uh, I don't know. Pay attention to what I'm saying, I guess. This is just me rambling and talking and sharing things. Uh, So it's kind of like one of those older episodes when I would talk about, uh, you know, when I was dealing with my bipolar stuff and I was dealing with my hypomania and sort of expressing what it felt like in the moment. This is one of those episodes where I'm experiencing a lot of stuff in the moment. So if you are feeling a bit sensitive to that and you want to kind of keep the energy high and you don't want to listen to all of that, like I would recommend not listening to this episode, but if you're feeling like you're wanting to kind of listen to a friend and need to hear them vent a little bit, this is, this is that I am your friend venting to you in this episode there's some little nuggets and things that are, I'm sure, useful and interesting or whatever. But this is just sort of my personal expression as to like what it is I'm experiencing in this pandemic that we're all dealing with, and and my perspective on that. So, um, without further ado, let's hit the button, do the thing here on dopamine. Let's go. Drums, please. <laughs> uh, 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 this is insane and I don't even know how to begin expressing how insane it is that I just went to the grocery store 15 minutes to 10 before the grocery store closes I've got gloves on I've got a scarf wrapped around my face covered head to toe in a time where it's starting to get warmer and I would love to let go and shed some layers but now I've got a layer on even more to protect myself from an invisible force that could come from any angle from anyone at any time that is maddening that is frightening that is scary That is a lot to tackle with that is a lot to feel I don't even know how to begin feeling about this I don't even know how to begin expressing this. I mean, I guess I have because I've started doing it. Now I'm talking. uh, And this is just kind of what I do. (laughs) This is my thing. I talk and I figure it out out loud. I think for me, it's hitting me really, really hard right now because I feel whether or not this is true, I feel that I have to be an anchor for a lot of people around me. And it's really hard to be that. Uh, maybe it's an older child syndrome, maybe it's being a thinker, maybe it's being an INTP, maybe it's uh, a loyalty to the people I really care about, or maybe it's because I've had a a desire to never be a complainer or a whiner or have to just, yeah, to complain for no discernible reason. But this is a discernible reason. This is a very big reason. And... I would implore you to check on your thinker friends right now, people who are usually stoic because there's probably a lot of feelings that they're feeling right now and they don't know where to go with it. They don't know how to express it. I'm in my car. Uh, I'm about to take groceries inside. Molly's feeling a lot of emotions. She's feeling pretty intense. Uh, she's dealing with the fact that like we can't really go anywhere and it's tough to be stuck inside. We don't know where the dangers are and we've had... We've had workers in our building all week working on the apartment below us, and just today there was uh, they were spray painting in there because that's a great idea, and the fumes were coming up through the floorboards basically. We had our windows closed because it wasn't that hot outside yet, and we were starting to smell the fumes. Now we thought it was like gas or something weird was going on because we had no idea what to think. Um, and Molly had literally just turned on the gas on the stove to like make some pasta. And so we started freaking out about that because if we lose any of the sort of staples that we've got right now, it becomes even more harrowing and difficult to deal with. And it just makes it that much more insane. And I think the insane part of all of this is that we're all forced to do a lot of the same things over and over again. Which is the insane part. That's literally the description of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And so we called and we had everything figured out. And unfortunately, we had to have a guy come into our apartment. That creates a lot of anxiety. Some stranger who comes in, who wasn't even very nice. He walked in, probably took a few steps because we were in our bedroom. We didn't want to be near him. He took a few steps. We said hi. No hi back. We just kind of explained after the silence what was going on. And then he said, oh, we're spray painting downstairs. That's probably what you smell. I'm like, great. Yep, you're right. That's probably it. Thank you. We appreciate it. That's some good uh, peace of mind. So we know that we're not going to explode at any moment. <laughs> and uh, we said thank you and it's just silence and just left. So I think... Not only is it just having to have someone in our apartment that we did not want, but also just not having a friendly person in our apartment. It's not that you have to be overly nice. Just a simple, yeah, I see you. We're also in this. I'm also feeling this. Um, We're also whatever. Um, But that guy probably left feeling like we were idiots because we smelled spray paint instead of gas and we don't know the difference. I don't know. at the end of the day, I don't care. I don't care about his perception. It's just, it's just one of the things that are on my mind. And one of the things I'm freaking out about, I'm moving on about that. Like it didn't bother me, but it bothers me that it's bothering Molly because it's probably one of the things that she's dealing with as well. She's very emotionally sensitive and that's just what comes with the territory. And she's wonderful in that way. And it's, it's, it's a lot for us to handle and take in. I decided to go to the grocery store because this was an unplanned trip but part of what she needs as an ENFP is a sense of comfort and feeling that sense of comfort is something i can provide so it's the only thing that i can do so that's why i went to the grocery store and basically i feel like i'm like scavenging and rich uh, like risking my life at this point luckily in monroe county where we live in rochester new york there's not as many cases as like new york city right now but it's still really scary it's scary because there are people with masks There are procedures. There are, everyone's, you know, taking it as seriously as they can. And still it's hard. It's hard to break the rhythms of being in the grocery store and crossing paths with people. Having to go through the middle aisles. And having to cross a path of someone who they could have this thing. Or they could have coughed and left a residue not too long ago. What was nice about going out at night is that it was not as many people it was still fairly stocked Uh, so we're okay in terms of supplies I'm not freaking out about supplies I'm freaking freaking out about having to go get the supplies that's really hard and that's a challenge and the feeling that I feel of anxiety the entire time and intensity is really really hard to deal with and I'm only saying this for myself, because I know that you are feeling something similar. And I I just felt like I needed a cathartic kind of episode, one of those old school episodes where I was in the middle of mania and just needed to vent. It's kind of where I'm at right now, because I don't know what to do. I remember when I was a kid, uh, a teenager, when I was first learning how to drive, my mom was very uncomfortable with me driving her places when it was like snowing or rainy or really intense. And I would look over and I'd see my mom. She was like clinching at the wheel or not at the wheel. She wasn't driving at the, the door or, you know, being uncomfortable or audibly saying like, Ooh, it's like, you know, reacting to things. And I said, mom, you got to calm down a second because your freaking out is making me freak out. And I'm feeling that, but on a pandemic scale, It's one thing if the general populace, at least in my view, if the general populace is like not doing what they're supposed to do and freaking out and or not freaking out or the president is this or the government is that or they're not doing this or whatever. It's more of the same on the Internet, but with a different dressing. But when it hits my family, when it hits the people I really care about and it makes them freak out, it starts to make me freak out. I can usually hold it together. I practice stoicism. I practice thinking about, you know, the worst that could happen so that I could be prepared for it, but then also expressing a sense of gratitude in my everyday life as best as I can to keep myself grounded, to keep looking forward, to remain optimistic because I still maintain the optimism that this will be over one way or another. And that, really what's what we're struggling with is the notion of of suffering and struggling so even i get upset with my family and friends that you know they want creature comforts and it makes them upset and really frustrated and i'm like i this is nothing new this is what we're expecting and i know that everyone operates differently so even i have to work on holding space for that you know we're mourning a myriad of tiny losses when it comes to the ability to just run out of milk and go to the store and not have to suit up to do that, Um, to make sure that we're planning our trips 10 days apart or however much time we need. And that the usual things that we could just come up with an idea for and just go to, to walk around the mall or something, isn't a thing right now. And the crazy part that for most Americans, it's only been about a month And we've got a long way to go. (laughs) So I think the part of the morning and I'm hoping part of the morning is the transition to, to buckling down and understanding what needs to be done. I think that's the hardest part that I reconcile with as a thinker, as someone that is, you know, kind of does the stoic practice is the notion of like understanding that we have to buckle down and I'm okay with that. I can make sacrifices for my own self. But when it affects my family and friends and they are having a difficult time with the adjustment, it, my first response is to be mad at them, which is not fair. I can't be mad at them because they are not me. I am not them. So I have to respect their experience. I have to respect what they want and respect how they're going to grieve and how they're going to cope. I am going to cope in a different way. I cope by sitting in my car and talking to strangers. (laughs) and that makes me feel better it helps to get it out it helps to just kind of think out loud and kind of get out of my mind and just say the first thing that comes to my mind and honestly and openly just express what is happening in my body and in my mind as all of this is happening I figure the best thing that I can usually do when my friends are suffering or struggling is to do something for them So that's why I went to the store, so I can try to get some stuff for Molly. I couldn't get everything that I wanted to, so I'm a little disappointed in that. But I got her some some chips and some things to kind of relax and be comfortable. And I got some good food and, and, you know, we'll be okay for a little bit longer. Um, And I got in and out in record time, so I (laughs) feel pretty good about that too. Um, But generally speaking, with everything that's going on, I just feel it's overwhelming. I feel like I'm playing a tower defense game of emotions. I'm trying to keep everybody's intense emotions at bay as much as I can so that I can focus and still be able to like go to the grocery store and still be able to do the things that are needed to survive. Because I feel like it's my responsibility to buck up and take it and do it. And you know, whether or not that's actually true in my mind, I would rather not risk anyone else's life. I'm okay risking my own. And I think that's a side effect of my mental health challenges growing up. Uh, Maybe it's a part of a personality thing. Maybe there's other stuff. I don't know right now. I'm not thinking clearly in that way. But I've always felt like I don't value my life as much as I value other people's. uh, The ones that are closest to me. And I think that is, that's not necessarily the complete case now. But I remember when I was a kid And I was dealing with my cyclothymia and I was dealing with my mental health challenges that it made it easy for me to pursue conflict or risk or put myself into the fire because I just didn't value my own life. And I think, I think a lesson that's coming out of this for me now in this place is that because I've experienced that being in this state, it can be really easy to throw myself into the fire, to sacrifice myself, to do that for other people. And to do good things for other people, I think the difference now is that back in the day, I used to do it with the willingness to die, because I just didn't care. Now I'm willing to do it because I exceedingly care. It's a very weird and different thing. It's not something I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm all that comfortable with yet. Um, I'm still learning to deal with these intense emotions in my life. I've had a lot of difficulties with depression and such, but being emotionally in tune with my own body and reactions and admitting them and being open about them and feeling them and expressing them, this is all weird. This is new territory. This is uncomfortable. This sucks. I don't like this. This feels like it's going to last forever. And I don't like this feeling. And I'm sure none of you do either. I'm not saying this to devalue your experience. I'm saying this to just highlight mine right now, because this is all I got in this car. You're not listening yet, as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) I'm just here talking and venting and figuring it all out. Um, I I think a lot of us go down this line of realizing how much outside of death and suffering is petty... And we're sort of getting to the core of those feelings. At least some of my friends are and family are, you know, there's like, there's this notion of like, you know, it's just money. We'll deal with the money. It's fine. It's like, it's just, you know, it's just this, it's just that, you know, there are a lot of people that try to sneak political views and racial views and all this stuff in there, which are all incredibly valuable things when things are normal, and they are still important considerations now. However, it's important to double-check how much we're using those things as projections and replacements for how we're feeling. I keep getting into this feeling of wanting to be angry and express and expand and reply and retweet uh, every single terrible thing that I find... Um, that I deem terrible or or personally offensive, which is not much. I don't really get that offended that much these days. But uh, I think I get frustrated more than ever about the feeling, generally, of projection. And I know it's not my job to control anyone, and I can't. I think my filters are down. I think because of how stressful everything is, my normal barriers to entry for those stuff... Is it are weakened. You know, it's like the, the guns are down right now and the shields are down and uh, I'm vulnerable. Everyone's kind of vulnerable in all sorts of different ways. Um, and um, I guess this relates to... There was a recent uh, episode of Russell Brand's YouTube channel show thing where he was kind of talking about addictions. He was talking about... Um, I think it was called Will Coronavirus make us better or worse after this. Uh, Something to that effect. And he was talking about addictions. And he was talking about how a lot of us feel, have some sort of addiction in our lives. Uh, Some are obvious than others. You know, drugs, alcohol, sex, uh, things that you will end up at an AA meeting for, uh, some sort of meeting for, and having to do a 12-step program. But there are so many addictions that we have throughout our life that we may not be aware that we would fall back into a certain routine if we were forced into a place where we did not have as much control in our lives. Much of the time, I feel like we're fighting for control. I'm fighting for control. Every human being wants some sort of control of their experience and to not have control right now gets a lot of people into habits that they would get into if they were not in control so a lot of people get into drugs alcohol etc when there are situations in which they're maybe being abused or being restrained in some sort of way or having limits to their experience or assumed limits to their experience and they're unable to get out of it or find some sort of psychological way out of it or whatever it's a numbing agent A lot of us are either clawing to get out or trying to numb, to not feel what we're in. And this is not exclusive to drugs, sex, or alcohol, or any of those things. For me, it's a habit of being hurtful and being uh, combative. I, during 2016, during the election, I was way more on the liberal side And I'm a little bit more center these days. I was way more on the liberal side and I was just fighting with everyone on the internet. Every little issue that came up, every article someone posted, every thought someone had, every opinion, every perspective. I was ready with my phalanges, which are fingers, ready to type and ready to go to war. And I realized that that was because I was in a situation in my life where I was trapped. I was unhappy. I was feeling like I'd set my course in life and there was no way I could get out. And I was projecting. I was fighting everyone because I couldn't get out of my situation. Or I assumed that I couldn't get out of my situation. At the time, I was nowhere near as optimistic as I am now. I don't feel anywhere near as... I'm going to turn off my, my... car heater. So the noise is going to change a little bit. Um, (laughs) um, I I was nowhere near as optimistic as I am right now. I did not do as much work or really any work around Myers-Briggs or personality typing or any of that stuff. I wasn't going to therapy yet. There was a lot of stuff that I just had not done and not worked through that I wasn't as self-aware of what I was dealing with or what I was going through. And part of that felt good. You know, it's the same way that like sex feels good. Drugs feel good. Alcohol feels good. All of that stuff feels good. And for me being combative and fighting everyone that felt good. I felt a sense of power to tell someone to F themselves. And I'm only censoring myself because I don't want to, I don't know, sometimes it reaches reaches a wider audience, but I don't know, maybe this should be explicit because it's going to be kind of a venting episode anyway. So I, what was I saying? (laughs) Fighting people is not something I want to get back into, whether that's fighting my family, fighting friends, whatever. And that's all linked to my childhood. You know, I grew up, uh, especially in my teens, there was a lot of like fighting and turmoil in my house, a lot of yelling, um, a lot of attempts to express emotions to everyone in the family. Um, We're all a lot younger. My family's great now. Everyone gets along We're we're all uh, in good standing. But at the time, there was a lot of heated arguing and yelling. And I think part of me gets thrusted back into that whenever I express myself in an anger sort of way. So I have trouble expressing myself angrily in my life in a way that is productive. And that's I guess that's why this episode exists. And I guess that's why I have such difficulty with the drug of anger for me because it is addicting and it feels good to go at someone. It feels good to put someone in their place. It feels good to control someone. And I am not proud of that feeling. I don't like that feeling at all. And I don't want to do that anymore. And I was really feeling this sense of, 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 yeah, of power. And, um, After I kind of worked through that and have been working through that really in the past few years, I've been feeling a a, a bit of shame around that. I've been feeling shame around that feeling of, of wanting to fight everyone and wanting to feel, uh, and, and feeling trapped because I, I went into, I have a new life now and I'm not trapped. I can go and do whatever I want. Um, But now this pandemic makes me feel trapped. And I think it makes a lot of people feel trapped. And like a caged animal, a lot of people are going to do some predictable behaviors that a caged animal would do. They might try to numb themselves and just lie down and try to wait it out. They may tooth and claw and try to find their way to push through the cage They may try to pretend they're not even in a cage and just try to run around in it and go in circles and be like, this is a great cage. (laughs) And, you know, there are just all sorts of different coping styles uh, and mechanisms that we're all going to employ as we feel this caged feeling. I think it's up for us, up to us, to... Find ways to not feel so caged in. Because right now, for me, I I'm okay without having as many creature comforts. Like I I will eat tuna fish for the next four months. That's fine. I can handle that. I will survive. I think. I don't know. There's a lot of mercury and stuff. But that's not what I mean. (laughs) I mean is that. I can kind of make the bare minimums. I can eat peanut butter and jelly for the next four months. Like, I'm fine with that. I can handle that. I can't handle that. I have friends and family that can't do that. Or you're going to struggle with doing that. I have a difficulty with friends and family not being able to handle it the way that I handle it. But they're going to handle it the way that they handle it. And that's okay. And the best that I can do is support them in that. And I have to remind myself of that. This is me reminding myself of that. And I think for you and your family, you've got to have patience for the people that are asking for your help in different ways because everyone's going to have different reactions to feeling caged in. So I think that one of the best ways that we can handle this is to be aware of all of the little things that we can control, to be focused in on what we can try, if you could try to make a new dish while you're stuck inside. That's something you can try. That's something you can control. We can't go outside in certain ways. We can still go for walks. We can go for a drive. You just can't hug your friends right now, which is really also hard. We're not getting that chemical hit that we would need. So it's a lot. It really hurts. And it's okay to admit that. That's part of why I did this episode, to demonstrate that it's okay to admit that. It's okay to admit that it's hard It's okay that admit that it sucks. This feels terrible. I want this to end as much as you do. I don't want this to get worse. It's only going to get worse before it gets better. And what we need to do is be people to the best of our ability. Because we're not a caged animal. We're a human being, which is also an animal. And we're kind of caged, so I guess we're a caged animal. Whatever, I don't know. Um, it's just a matter of finding a optimism where you can. That doesn't mean blindly ignoring what's happening and pretending like it's going to be okay. I don't know that anyone has the capacity to do that to any extent at the moment. And if they are, it's going to catch up to them. I think the biggest thing, like I kind of said in the last episode is really about finding the way that you can get the full cycle of your needs uh, human connection, eating good food, drinking water, you know, making sure to get a little bit of exercise, be productive when you feel like it or when you can, do intense self care when you can, uh, go in your car and scream, scream into your pillow, hit your pillow, let out some rage, get a therapy session with one of the many mental health professionals that are doing uh, hotline style volunteering right now make sure you get that unemployment check keep calling if you can't get through Uh, the stimulus checks are coming through soon so money is going to be a little bit better for some people probably not enough for everybody it's definitely not going to be enough for a lot of people and that's okay it's fine to be frustrated about that you're allowed to be Um, it's totally fine (laughs) but your emotions are yours Right now, um, I think Molly posted something or retweeted something that said that no one is coping at you, that there's a lot of neuroses flying around, and I have to remember that for myself. No one's coping at me, and I can't cope at someone else. Uh, I guess that's why it's good that I have a podcast. I can cope at you guys. (laughs) Cope with you guys, Um, because I want you to do the same. I would love it if you leave a voice message and and you can tell me how frustrated you are. That's okay. I don't have to post it. If you want me to post it, I can. But um, it's okay to just send it privately if you need to verbalize how you're feeling. And I think that's important. For me, as an INTP, verbalizing is important. If you know your Myers-Briggs type, for the TPs and FJs, verbalizing your feelings is incredibly important. For the FPs and TJs, sort of showing how you feel is important meaning expressing, creating something, doing something, uh, you know, and, and feeling it, allow your, your body to do the complete, you know, feelings of what's going on and to express that with someone you really love and care about. I think it's just important to remember. And I need to remember that I'm not alone. The people that are at the grocery store with me, they are not my competition. I'm not fighting with them for resources. They are also trying to avoid the virus. They are also trying to not get sick. They are also not, try, not trying to get hurt or die. They're also trying to take care of their families. They're also trying to express themselves and feel things, and they don't know what to do, especially the people that are working at the grocery stores. They're having to deal with this head-on every single day for hours at a time. It's, it's a lot. I'm lucky to be someone that doesn't have to be at the grocery store or be an essential worker right now. I'm essentially grateful for those people and really happy that we have some of the systems that we have in place. I'm grateful to exist. I'm grateful for everything. I'm grateful for this podcast. I'm grateful for you as my fans and friends. I had a profiling session today, today with someone that was like a really great experience. Um, everyone that I've been coming across lately in the past few years of my life have been absolutely wonderful. And that's sort of where I'm landing. This is that I hope for the best for everyone and while i'm frustrated and i get mad and i sometimes get upset with people's behavior or get upset about the way things are being handled at large those are valid feelings and i'm allowed to feel that and i have to remind myself that i'm allowed to feel that just as i'm reminding you to be allowed to feel that and to express that so if you don't have a podcast you can send me a message here that's totally fine or tweet at me at let's go c note and we can talk about it. I'd be totally fine with doing all of that. So this is a little bit more of a candid episode right now. And, and I'm, I don't know how long I'm going to extend it. I probably will extend it, but until the end of April, I'm doing pay as you want profiling sessions. Um, I just love being able to help people figure out the personality type or to, um, to have a conversation about you and your life and who you are. Uh, it's actually a pretty welcome distraction. You know, it's nice to talk with someone for a few hours and really get to know them. And this has allowed me to get to know people because I usually don't ask these kinds of questions of people. So having a purpose really helps me do that. And I want to get to know you. So sign up at bit.ly slash profiling session. If you want to go sign up for one, uh, today and by the end of April, you know i might go back to the suggested suggested price but um you know for right now we'll we'll see how it goes i know everyone's doing the best they can so all i want to do is help connect and support and do the best i can so um i got nothing else to push right now there's links and things uh i love you guys i hope you're taking care of yourselves i hope you are doing the best you can to breathe to trust your leaders and mentors. I don't mean governments. I mean people that you love and care about people that you look up to. Um, It's okay to check in with everybody. And I'll leave you with one last thought um, that if you're frustrated and angry at people and you're getting kind of caught in the drama triangle, the best way to get out of that right now is to find some way in which you can be a leader. And that means providing a pep talk that means providing support that means t- making a tutorial or sharing an expertise with someone uh, having a phone call with someone if your sh- local business shut down because of this gather local business people to have a zoom chat and figure out what you guys can do online together you know like there's there are ways that you can be a little proactive take a little bit of control in some fashion it doesn't mean you have to do that it's okay to rest it's okay to to take some time to breathe and grieve um but also we we got to find ways to get back into our cycles so um i said something online to someone that was basically saying like look because they referenced themselves as a not a sheep because they were very mad at the, basically the world's not following what they need to do. And that's very valid and understandable. But I say that if you're not a sheep, then be a leader. And I think everyone has the capacity and the ability to be a leader. So I want you to think about how you can be a leader amidst all of this, how you can be supportive and how you can do the best you can. So let me know, let's go see Note on all the social channels, mostly Twitter. And, um, that's it for this episode. So I appreciate you guys a lot. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll catch you next time on dopamine. See ya.